Matthew 24 10-13 NASP. And at that time many will fall away, and they will betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will rise up and mislead many people. And because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will become cold. But the one who endures to the end is the one who will be saved. Acts 4 18-20 NASP. And when they had summoned them, they commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, make your own judgment, for we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. There is a distinct correlation between lawlessness and disobedience, but the distinction between these two states of conduct is in reality, only a side issue. The most important aspect to be aware of is to whom is the lawlessness or disobedience being directed. If lawlessness is growing, does that mean that there are no laws in effect? No it does not. The laws can be in effect but people disregard them or the laws are in effect, but there are many who may disagree with them. In the above example of Acts 4 18-20 we see Peter and John disagreeing with the commands of the high priest and many others, because what they were commanded to do violated the known will of God, from the perspective of Peter and John, keeping in mind that when Peter spoke, he was filled with the Holy Spirit, Acts 4 8. The point of contention or conflict between these opposing voices was God's expressed will, one articulated by the wisdom of man, and the other articulated by Peter, speaking through the empowerment and wisdom of the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus speaks of lawlessness as recorded in Matthew 24, Jesus is referring to rebellion and disregard, disobedience, against the expressed will of God and that rebellion or disobedience can come from all quarters, from those outside of the church, and also from those within the church, because Jesus specifically makes note of false prophets who will mislead many. Will non-believers be concerned about the expressed will of God? No they will not, because they as non-believers will consider the expressed will of God as foolishness. The bigger question is, will Christians be concerned about the expressed will of God? And the decision that Peter and John faced, is the same decision that we as Christians all face today. Do you remember what Jesus had to say about Caesar? Then pay to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Matthew 22 17-21. Does that correlate with what Paul instructed Timothy to do in 2 Timothy 2-3-4 NIV join with me in suffering, like a good soldier of Christ Jesus? No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Paul likens Timothy as a soldier for Christ Jesus. That is where Timothy's allegiance is to be focused. And then we have that statement about not getting entangled in civilian affairs or as the NASP states it, the affairs of everyday life. Are we to render recognition and honor to human authorities that have been placed over us? Yes we are, Romans 13 7, but our allegiance is to our commanding officer, Christ Jesus. It is He that we seek to follow, it is He who we seek to obey. I see an awful lot of the church today involved in the affairs of everyday life and I do understand the rationale behind it, but our priorities, our focus and our allegiance as the church has shifted from following the commands of one commanding officer to following the commands of another, and the divided results should be obvious. And when you get right down to the nitty-gritty, are we, as the collective church, among those who are included as being guilty of lawlessness? Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.